Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. And if, like me, you absolutely love music, you must remember the first song that maybe made you feel like you could fly. And if you're a musician, maybe made you feel that you must make music, or in my case, led to a lifetime of writing about music or being a broadcaster, podcaster, whatever. I certainly have never forgotten the Saturday afternoon when I was at the Flicks watching G.I. Blues starring Elvis Presley, in whom I had no interest. But then... He gestured for all of us kids, it seemed to me, to sing along with Wooden Heart. And I did. And the louder I sang, the more I felt like I was floating into outer space. Something similar happened a few months later when my father bought for me, for my 10th birthday, a 1950s Elvis hit called I Need Your Love Tonight. I placed it on the turntable, set the needle down, the music started, and the shock I got made me feel I may as well have stuck my finger wet into the electricity socket on the wall. That's when I discovered what I knew was called real rock and roll. And that was the moment my life was changed, changed utterly. All of which is maybe a long way of my explaining why, when I presented a radio programme called Under the Influence for the first decade of the 21st century, I kicked off each show by asking a musician if they could recall a similar moment that maybe even led to an epiphany. So let's hear from the master tapes of that series one such story. By the way, if you want to know how you can hear the full show in this podcast, I can play only part of a song. Check joejacksoninterviewer.com. Roseanne Cash, you're very welcome to uh, Under the Influence, and uh, you are the envy of certainly me and a lot of people I know who, who grew and are of the rock and roll era because you grew up, you were born and raised the first couple of years of your life in Memphis, Tennessee, which of course your dad was singing for Son, Elvis was there, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and all the rhythm and blues stuff. So all of that later came out in your music. Yeah, I imagine it did. You know, I'm not the most objective uh, person to ask about it, but I'm certain that it went in by osmosis. You know, being born there and and uh, my the first several years of my life being spent there. And you know, I went to Memphis a few months ago to do this photo shoot for Vanity Fair magazine with um, Dwight Yoakam and Emmy Lou Harris and Lyle Lovett, and they photographed us in the studio. And sun. And sun, yeah. yeah. And I was looking around, you know, and it's just such a little tiny threadbare place, but they had the photos on the wall, you know, just very kind of innocuously hung, you know, the picture, that famous picture of my dad and Jerry Lee and, yeah. and Elvis and yeah. Carl Perkins. And yeah. I was just looking at it, and instead of being struck by, you know, the musical significance of what it was, I was just struck by how young they were and how sweet it was, you know, that that... They were just struggling musicians, and this is where they began. There's a great energy in that room, though, isn't it? There's a great spirit. Great spirit in that room. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you clearly, I mean, you probably did hear those early sun cuts when you were in the womb. But, I mean, what would be your earliest, if you can have a physical or a locational memory of music? I mean, apart from, from your mom, from, from your dad, I mean, what would you have heard? Early rock and roll, early Beatles, early 60s, coming of age around that time? Well, it's interesting because all of those early, early songs of my dad when I became consciously aware of them, like in my teens, I guess, or, you know, just preteens, I was aware that I knew them all okay. by heart. Okay. So they had to have gone in at a very early age when I was just absorbing them and memorizing them. All right, okay. So I knew the whole catalog, you know, and, in, and in many times I would think, oh, that song's public domain. Dad couldn't have possibly written that. That song's hundreds of years old, <laughs> right? Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but um, later on, I think the first music that, when I was conscious, that influenced me would have been 
after my dad would have been uh, Ray Charles Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music. Okay, now that was revolutionary to have a black Absolutely. man record a, a, in a country vein with soul and with strings and that whole thing. It was revolutionary is the best word. I can't, I can't overestimate how significant that record was. For m many people, many, many musicians look at that record as a benchmark of a sea change for everything. You're right, he's a black man. He brought tremendous soul and R&B stylings to these great songs. Yeah. So Rosanna, uh, th th those albums were split into two moods. They had a kind of swing, upbeat tunes, and they had the classic ballads, which were the big hits, like You Don't Know Me, I Can't Stop Loving You, Born to Lose. So uh, of which style, which song would it be? Well, it's of the style of Born to Lose, but of those songs, I think You Don't Know Me. And then later on, when I realized that a woman wrote You Don't Know Me, yeah. it was... Uh, Cindy Walker. Cindy Walker. It was yeah, very yeah. powerful. But his version is still. Oh my God. His version is definitive. You give your hand to me And then you say hello And I can hardly speak My heart is beating so And anyone can tell You think you know me well But you don't know me No, you don't know Joe Jackson here. I hope you enjoyed that fragment from my radio series Under the Influence. If you want to hear more, as I said, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.